The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Again, I'm really excited to bring on another guest today for you all to listen to and get to know. Her name is Pip Lodge and she's here in New Zealand with me. She is a massage therapist specializing in treatment and healing for endometriosis pain and symptoms, PCOS, fertility, hormonal imbalance and menopause massage. She has helped me which is just a beautiful thing. What she does is beautiful. And also she doesn't like being called Philippa like me, but she spells her name the exact same as me. So I'm really honored to have you on here today, Pip. Hi. Hi, how's it going? I'm really good. I just wanted to bring you on because I always have loads of women and men come on the podcast, talk about the journey, the spiritual growth, what they do to help people. And when you were recommended to me by Kelsey. I was like, oh, this is great. Like I've never heard of it before. You know, I've heard of like acupuncture for fertility and things like that. Like I've never really dived down into it until I obviously got pregnant and I had a miscarriage. So coming to someone for that seemed, it was new new to me. So I think bringing you on is I think going to be new for other people to learn about as well. I thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, really exciting to be able to come on and share my journey and and hope that I can help lots more women like yourself um who's obviously recently had a miscarriage but also to help with any other hormonal imbalances or it's just literally my passion and I come from a place where I know full well what it's like to be faced with infertility myself I had stage four endometriosis and hellish pain growing up from when I was 12 years old so um this literally this massage literally changed my life from being pain-free to start with which was phenomenal and three massages which blew my mind in fact I was so skeptical when I went along for this in the first place I actually laughed at the guy when he said he would sort me in three massages but he did and I am eternally grateful um for being able to have this 
gift of being able to help women in this way because it's been a literally amazing journey and it's kind of funny because I was listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago about Wayne Dyer and um, crazily enough in the first year of running my business I went to him when he visited New Zealand which was only a couple of days before he passed but the first thing that um, resonated so much with me is his quote the key to key to success in life is doing what you love and I really do love what I do so it's really amazing to be able to be able to share my journey yeah and obviously helping so many women I know so many friends and women who I've you know come into contact with who've had endometriosis and they've had a lot of pain with it they've you know again the worry of fertility and things like that you know I've not really dived into fertility you know because you know pregnancy and all that wasn't in my field until recently but since having since being pregnant and having a miscarriage it's definitely it's changed me and you'll understand that you know when you go through certain things it changes you in different ways and I've seen my miscarriage as something I can help women with and I've used my pain and turned it into power you know that's one thing I've always been really passionate about is what you go through you can help others with and that's why people relate to you and I think you know with you suffering with endometriosis is so many women listening will be like oh me too you know me too me too so anyone in New Zealand who who can get to you I would definitely say come and see you because I remember when my friend recommended you to me I am the type of person that is like I will try anything just if you recommend something I'll go and try it and I think I told you the weekend because I came to you on a Friday that weekend I had so many like aha moments I had loads of clarity and I was just like it was like as though I needed to just release obviously you know the trauma from the miscarriage but I think there was still stuff there prior there was I think like I mentioned to you that the fear of the fear of getting pregnant I was I was fearful that it would take me months to get pregnant and I didn't it took me I was pregnant in the first month so that kind of like completely got rid of that fear but, you know, with your clients, Pip, it, you must come across so many different women with different, you know, different things they want help with. So so obviously you got into this work through your endometriosis. So when did that happen and how did it happen and what's it been like? Okay, yeah. So going back, I suffered terribly since I was 12 years old with period pain and I had super horrific, heavy periods and they lasted 10 days. So they kind of took over my life. And I was a really active teen. You know, I rode horses, I did Highland dancing, and I was always doing sport of sorts. So it was really, you know, I had times in my life where it was just like really overpowering. Like I, I ran out of exams, vomiting. Um, I would be just killed over when I went out running after, well, after I'd run and things like that. Um, before I even had my period, like just leading into that time of the month I'd just be having loads of cramps and yeah just embarrassing moments really and you know like as a teen you've got enough going on right so you just you know it just is not really what you need you're not living your best life when you're in that scenario um and I went to the doctor countless times to be honest like two or three times a year probably and I come from a small town so it was there was always this element of not really being believed and I never went to the doctor when I was in excruciating pain because I couldn't move generally I would just have to lie down with a hot water bottle generally and take pain relief and just get over myself um and a lot of it does start becoming a thing that's you know 
talked about that's in your head basically you know and I guess we get used to whatever our normal is with our period because it's something that comes generally every month unless you have PCOS which is sometimes a bit uh, different but in saying that I can help lots of women with PCOS as well but um, yeah just going back to my teenage years it was just really apparent that I wasn't getting the help that I really needed and it took nine years to get a diagnosis so it was when I was studying down at Otago University um, that I finally went to a doctor that kind of sent me to a gynecologist that actually believed me otherwise I was just sort of on and off the pill for years um, from when I was 15 so um, I never really liked being on the pill it didn't do good things to me like I mean things like mood swings I always retained fluid I just never felt I felt quite nauseous a lot of the time um, and I also got glandular fever, which has a bit of a link to the pill in this um, that has been discovered <laughs> recently. And also things like depression in young girls. So it's not always the, I mean, it has some benefits, obviously, but it, it certainly isn't the fix that we think it is. And going on and off the pill, and then I had three surgeries in my 20s. So every time I had one at 21, and then three years later, I had another one. And then three years later, I had another one. And then it was only one year later when I was 28 um, that I found out my endo was back again. And by that stage, it had gone to my bowel and bladder. So it was causing havoc in all those departments. And my, my surgeon basically said that I needed another surgery, that if I was going to have kids, I probably needed to have them in the next year and a half, which I was newly single at the time, <laughs> not ideal. And, um, and that I needed a hysterectomy within the next couple of years, which I felt like I was a pretty big ticking time bomb. And I guess that's when I discovered this technique and I was willing to try anything like yourself. Sometimes these things come into your orbit and I really believe that people come to me at the right time for them, you know, because everyone's got a different fertility journey going on. Everyone's got different things going on with their um, cycles and things like that and you know like I sort of meet people where they're at generally <laughs> but since I've been doing this it's literally um, helped with so many other things than I ever believed possible and you know I went I, as I said before I was pain-free in three massages which blew my mind but I psychologically after all those years of period pain so I think it was something like 17 years I, um, it took me a while to get my head around it because obviously there's an element of not being believed and we get to just get used to whatever our normal is and so we just have to try and work our way through life but again we weren't living I wasn't living my best life at that point which is kind of a lot of my 20s I would have to say um, so yeah I went once a month just to feel like psychologically that that would keep the pain at bay and which it did like I was and I think over that time, it broke down a lot of the scar tissue that I had from my surgeries. And it's just sort of sent me into a new way of being where like my period is now three days. It's not painful and not heavy. So I've been like that pretty much a similar amount of time than what I used to suffer in pain, which is phenomenal. And I also went on to have three children naturally against all odds, you could say, with surgeons and what they were telling me. But um, as soon as I got pregnant the first time, which we weren't really even trying, I just had a conversation with my husband about um, freezing eggs because obviously I'd just turned 30. And although I'd had two years of this massage, I still didn't know where my fertility sat in the, in the scenario. So um, essentially I thought my time was up still after what doctors had told me. So I was having this pr pretty 
um, truthful conversation with my husband about freezing eggs. And literally a month later, we got engaged. So we'd only been together a year. Um, and then I think it was two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So it was a huge, huge <laughs> blessing in disguise. Um, and yeah, went on to have three children naturally. And um, now having just amazing periods that are kind of a new normal for me and just being able to pass that on to other people you know because most women get used to whatever they're dealing with and just keep calm or carry on or we go on some sort of contraception which there's many types these days and we just take our bodies offline for all that amount of time until we decide we want a family and then half us don't know what's going on but this massage just helps prepare the body so well and also after a miscarriage, it can help kind of clear things and get, get the body back into trying zone a lot faster. But one thing I definitely, there's, there's definitely elements of what I do that are kind of unexplainable, but one of the cool things about it is it really addresses like things like grief and trauma, which are around miscarriage. But also like, I think there's a huge link with endo and polycystic to a point, obviously different beasts. But um, we store lots of emotion in, in our lower abdomen, which is close to home, which is where we grow a baby. And really stuff that can be from way back, like when we're children. I honestly think a lot of the time we get literally thrown things in life that we quite often don't know how to process emotionally. And, you know, when we're children or even when we're adults, when we're faced with things like miscarriage, like you, like, um, we're not, we're not really taught how to manage these situations and our body just tries to protect us, but sometimes it takes it on and stores it for a rainy day and doesn't quite know what to do with it. And it just sort of processes it by, you know, causing lots of inflammation and stuff that can get out of control. And I honestly think that that's, it's almost like autoimmune, but a part of why endo and polycystic to a point sort of come about because, yeah, like it's life. We can't stop life happening, right? So it's just, yeah, like being able to release a lot of that through the massage that I do because most women are super tight in that part of our body. And so I was. when it's like that, <laughs> when it's like that, I always use the analogy of like what can get past a rock when everything's really tight, like nothing can get through and it's such a simple analogy but it makes so much sense because when I've finished the massage everything feels nice and soft and like a sponge it's like, you- it's like the rocks the rocks gone to a sponge and it's like because my belly was so like you could bounce on it it was like <laughs> and you you also said too that you cried all the way home didn't you because it's such oh, a big yeah, release like I cried and cried and cried I remember I walked through the door and like I think Chris was expecting to be like oh that was so relaxing <laughs> and it's like like half of it was yeah but half it was really like releasing and powerful and quite painful but in a in a, in a release way and I just was like oh like just just crying into into his, but it was like a, a, a as you know crying is is such cleansing and a release and it just because it that was quite fresh like it was only I think it was two weeks less than two weeks since the miscarriage so I just, I just knew it was the time to go for it, you know, like, I, I didn't want to wait. So awesome. Yeah, I think that's so awesome that you did it then too, because when, you know, you're literally facing it head on rather than like, you know, because it's it's so hard to process these things that come our way. And, you know, like, um, 
in a way you you know you're still you're still yeah processing all that information so like it's giving your body a bit of a chance to actually feel that you know we can't just ignore that it happens otherwise it doesn't really serve us in the long term unfortunately even though it's awful to sort of feel like you have to address these things I do see a lot of grief and trauma and yeah our bodies do sort of hold on to that you know if we try and ignore it (laughs) so yeah yeah, so I think it's better out than in a lot of the time but yeah I'm so glad you came when you did and you you just had the most amazing reaction because I just think that is sort of almost perfect way to I'm so open and I just was like I trusted you and I, yeah. I obviously when, when I first met you I was like yeah I know this girl like I've met her before like it was just that instant you know soul connection and I just felt so relaxed in your presence and I just let go really easy you know yeah and I was definitely also, we were gabbing today. away for the whole session too so that helped <laughs> but even that's a form of release too it's always a safe space to chat about things and fertility can be such a lonely personal journey you know people have got family pressures and and um, financial pressures and I mean it helps a lot in conjunction with um, IVF and IUIs and different um, fertility procedures and things that happen as well so I often get people just before embryo transfer Um, again it's preparing the body and bringing blood flow to the area and getting the uterus working properly because it's a big muscle essentially and it just often like goes sort of offline if we shut it down we don't connect yeah yeah, so we, we shut it down, we like ignore it, you know, it just sheds once a month, if we're lucky, and, um, and kind of just, yeah, that's that's all it has to do until we want a baby, and that's when you really need everything working properly, so it's just so nice to be able to help in this way, because like it just, it clears the meridian or energy line right up to the reproductive system, it flushes the fallopian tubes, so often we can like um, dislodge blockages in those areas, um, which often help, obviously. <laughs> um, I've even had people with, with irreversibly blocked tubes, according to according to doctors, have them unblocked with this massage after a couple of massages. So that's been phenomenal. And obviously they can try naturally when their tubes are clear. So that's awesome. Um, it helps with unexplained infertility. I mean, that's, that's a really frustrating process as well, because if you know there's nothing wrong, why is it not happening? You know, like there's, you're still generally an answer to these things but it's not really medically spoken about or um you know when I when I massage people I can kind of feel how tight things are and I can feel adhesions and scar tissue and lots of different things that are going on in that area so I can kind of explain to people what is actually going on a bit more but um yeah just having that release as well and um getting the blood flow to the area um and just you know generally I just think that whole gut area doesn't get addressed you know at the same you know we've got a lot going on in our gut area and there's not really many therapies that deal with with all those processes so often things get sluggish and we just don't really address it until it's I think too as well like yeah like so many women don't like the bellies and they don't like the bellies after a first baby and you know it's like yeah and I think so addressing all the stuff you just said then there's so many things that I was like nodding at because a lot of it I resonate with so I got put on the pill when I was 12 so I was like really young 12 yeah I was about 12 and a half I started my period in between going from like primary school to high school which was like 11 slash 12 
And I was in agony every month. I just, just agony. Every, I remember my mum used to give me like paracetamol or the, there was something called fem, fem something like to help with period pains. And every month it was the same. Every month it was just, I have a day and a half off school or, you know, so mum would take me to the doctors and they just put me on this pill. And this pill was, you take it every day. It's supposed to help with period pain. It's, you know, obviously to do with not getting pregnant I didn't obviously wasn't sexually active at that age but it was like you know it was to get rid of the pain so I just went along with it you know being a, being a teenager you just go okay well I don't want this pain like you want to live your life and go out with your friends and and you know be a teenager and it wasn't until I was 28 so I was on the pill for about 15 years and I remember I went to see a psychic prior to come off the pill and I was in, I was with my ex-partner at the time. So I was kind of reluctant to come off because, you know, being sexually active and the the psychic told me when you come off this pill, you will have the biggest awakening of your life. And I was like, okay. And she said, because you've been so suppressed, the pill suppresses women. It suppresses your, That's it changes true. your hormones. It's not natural. And it I was like, okay. Yes, it does. So there's so many layers to it. So when I did finally come off it and I wanted to, because I was getting more into natural stuff because I was, you know, having a bit of an awakening and I did come off it and I started to track my period. And I did, I had this, it's like I found out who I was and I became like truly who I was and all the negative, like a lot of negativity fell away and I just felt cleansed. Like it was like, it was like the fakeness was out of my body. It was like, it was just, it felt dirty for so long. And then I had a lot of, I've kind of spoken about this a little bit on my podcast, but I had a lot of gynecological issues growing up. So I think that was related to the pill. I really do think it was related to the pill. And when I was 18, we were offered the cervical cancer injection at school. So we just got, I think it was three injections. We had one. and then HPV? No, it was a cervical cancer injection in the UK that came out after Jay Goody died of cervical cancer. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was something to do with that. So we had three injections. It was like one. Then a month later, we had another one. Then three months later, we'd have our third. And my mum honestly thought it was to do with them because obviously there's obviously side effects with everything. That's when I started to have all these gynecological issues down down below, which caused a lot of stress in my old relationships. And being, you know, an 18, 19, 20 year old was really hard, you know, just having all these issues. I suffered with UTIs a lot you know, water infections were constant, cystitis was constant every month. So I had yeah. to obviously go and get tested and have a lot of, you know, bladder testing and things like that. And I, I made some changes in my diet and I, I cut out a lot of, I was on the borderline of getting IBS and things like that. So just down here was just a mess. Like I just felt a mess. I was on the pill. I was hungry. I'd put weight on. I just, I just was, wasn't myself, you know, I really wasn't myself. Yep. When, I, when I look back to that time, I probably did feel like myself because you don't know any different. You weren't really living your, you weren't really living your best life, eh? No, no. And obviously I thought I was kind of just being who I was, but I really look back, I really wasn't who I was, I was supposed to be. So having the yep. test done and, you know, getting into like mid twenties and then starting to come off the pill. I remember, I think I mentioned this to you when I saw you in 2021, my husband and I were separated because of the borders of COVID and I was on this kind of healing journey. And 2021 is when I wanted to do some womb healings. I had a couple of abnormal cells having the pap smear tests. So I had a couple of those starting at 25 and they were abnormal. So I had to go for like further tests. And, you know, it worried me a little bit because a few friends had had to have, you know, some of the uterus burned off. And I didn't want any of that done because it would affect pregnancy and fertility. And I always knew I wanted to be a mother. 
there's just so much for a woman, isn't there? There's so much to think about. So I remember going to, I went to a ceremony called the Rite of the Womb, the Munaikai, and it's a ceremonial that's passed, it's passed on from ancient times to do with womb and connecting to womb and how women would connect and, you know, cycles and go into like red tents and bleed together. And I love all that stuff. And it made me connect more to my cycle. And I was very in sync with the moon at the time. And I was doing, you know, full moon events. And I was just, I, 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 I'm so in tune with my body now. It's, in, it's incredible, really. And we did the Munai Kai and we got pass on the knowledge. And now I've, I've got my certificate so I can pass on the right of the womb. And I remember just like cleansing out and just imagining my womb as like a heart and just letting it just, just come out. And um, yeah. I had spotting after that ceremony, actually. And then a few months later, I had my my checkup smear, pap test, and it was all clear. So yeah. been able to pass that knowledge on as well. And like, you know, I'm trying to remember what the, the phrase is because I've not said it for so long. The womb is not a place to store fear and pain. The womb is a place to to to, to, to give birth to life. So the womb it's is so not amazing. a place to store fear and pain. The womb yeah. is a place to give birth to life. So you have to kind of keep saying this like phrase over and over again. And we have to say it every time we had our cycle. And my cycle has been the healthiest ever. The healthiest. Yeah. Like I have three or four days. I track it. So when obviously I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm late. This isn't like, because you just, you just know, you just know. Yeah. So having the miscarriage was definitely something that I didn't think would ever happen to me. I, I don't think any woman thinks it, but it has made me in the last, I mean, it was almost a month ago to so see it's only a month ago, how far I've come in that month already, you know? Absolutely. And also what you're offering like to other people, you know, like that have had a miscarriage experience because the more we share and tell people our own stories, the more other people can connect to that. And there's so many women that suffer with miscarriages. And I mean, it can happen at any time of a pregnancy. I've seen them happen at full term and it's just devastating at any time of a pregnancy. You know, I just, um, my heart literally breaks for, for every woman that goes through this, you know, so the more I can help with preparing the bodies, because often like um, after this massage can hold on to a pregnancy a lot better because the, the uterus is actually working more optimally and, and doing what it needs to do to hold on to a pregnancy. It's just so nice and rewarding to see that most women go on to have another baby quite easily after this. So um, yeah, it's really amazing and rewarding for that reason and amongst many more. You know, I can totally relate to what you're saying with on the pill. Like I got glandular fever a year after I went on the pill and that knocked me for six. I used to get tonsillitis. Like I was having yeah. tonsillitis every month when I was a teenager. Yeah. And the same with you. I had UTIs constantly and IBS type symptoms because my endo was all over my bowel and bladder. So I don't have any of those problems anymore. Like I'm literally, my period's like three days long, not heavy, not painful. And it's just a non-event these days, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, in my, I feel better in my forties than what I ever did in my twenties, crazily enough, you know, but you are, you do become so much more in tune with your body. And crazily enough, I'd been on the pill for four years solid because my surgeon said, don't come off it because it's more detrimental with the pain you're having. So just stay on it. So when I started getting this massage myself, I went for the first one and I was like, you know, the only way I'm really going to see what this has got to say for itself is um, if I got off the pill and I was petrified beyond belief. Um, but I did. And I did 
I have this incredible flush out <laughs> cleansing after the first massage, I'll have to say, which was pretty horrific at the time. But then I went on to um, I have the next two massages in the following cycle. And the next one after that was the first pain-free one I'd had in 17 years. And that was just like phenomenal. <laughs> There's no other way to describe yeah. it. Um, but obviously I just wanted longevity out of it, which is why I went back for two years, like once a month. But um, most women, I tend to be able to sort fairly quickly, um, generally within the three massages. There's a few that maybe need one or two more. But so cool just to see them, like the spark go on in their eyes and like them realize that they actually can live a pain-free life, that they don't have to put up with whatever normal they think that it is um, because that's what we sort of talk to ourselves about generally like we just accept that that's what our normal is take painkillers and push through our lives and you know what you were saying before like being in tune with your body is so so much better than ignoring what's going on but also it means that you know we can rest at that time of the month or try and rest like because that when we get our period we're meant to actually go within and be more sort of in a creative and and usually it is with the moon, <laughs> like a new moon. And then when we ovulate, it's meant to be a full moon. And that's when we're more outwardly expressive and energetic and everything else, which makes perfect sense. But in this day and age, we've sort of got out of sync with everything because we push ourselves through our work days. Like we're just like trying to be superhuman. And women aren't built like that. We've got to listen to our bodies and like, and it, it just brings you back into that zone of, of knowing what our bodies are doing and you know I, I pick up on things now where if I even eat the wrong food my body will tell me instantly yeah. so I know what what works for me and what doesn't you know and you know I just think it's super amazing that we can just be in tune like that and pick up on those things so you can make subtle changes which literally you know make our lives better rather than ignoring it because I just I'm so scared for women that don't address these issues over the long term because sometimes I do believe in a way that it leads on to more full-on later things later on in life if we don't. So it's obviously, you know, it helps many women through any part of the hormonal cycle. I see lots of young girls with period pain and I love helping people at that, I want girls at that stage because if I can save them from a lifetime of pain, then that's awesome. But polycystic, you know, it's so hard to try for a baby when you're not getting a regular cycle or you're potentially not ovulating. And, you know, like a lot of women get told to from fertility associates or whatever to go home and lose weight, you know, and polycystic ovaries, that's not easy. It's not like a food and exercise out scenario. Like we are so much more complex than that. And, you know, like it's so frustrating and, you know, it just it helps obviously with lots of different processes in the body, but this massage can sort of help bring periods back to a more regular level, which makes it easier and ovulate again. So it can help people, you know, just be able to try for a baby again, rather than actually um, just being a guessing game, you know? So yeah, it's just really nice to be able to help whatever just, way I can. You, know? you just said then as well about like helping people with period pain like obviously I'm waiting for my first period after my miscarriage so I'm wondering if like my, my period pain will be a lot less because I I went on the pill originally for period pain when I first started my period at 12 
And, you know, my, I would say the first day of my period would always be quite painful, like nothing where I'm like keeled over in bed, but I can manage it. You know, I can just take some paracetamol and get on with it. So I'm wondering, you know, how it's going to be if, if I get my next period and it's like, oh, it's like the pain's kind of dropped a lot, uh, which will be quite interesting because, yeah, like you said, it's, I think just tap, tapping into the pill and things like that, you know, obviously we're not medically trained, but I think from my own intuition is that so many women and girls, especially girls and teens are, are on the pill. And I just, I mean, they use it now for not for, to not get pregnant, but the thing is if their mothers could teach them to track the periods, they wouldn't really need to. Like all I did for the last three and a half years, four years with, with Chris, my husband was track my period. I knew when I was ovulating and when to be careful around that date. So it's kind of like, again, teaching young young girls teenagers like when I have daughters if I ever have daughters I will be saying here you go download the flow app track your period let me know when you're on your period I can help you with it and that's giving them some information that can help them you know to just be in tune with the bodies and not feel like they need to be on this pill that suppresses who they are I couldn't agree more and you know crazily enough I did I did science and commerce degrees like I did physiology and microbiology so I know how the body works and the disease states and everything else and I went into pharmaceuticals for 10 years before I became a massage therapist so I know there's lots of medications out there that are you know life-changing for people and let them live a half by normal life you know or as normal as possible but there are some that kind of manage the scenario until you are essentially ready to deal with said problem. Yeah, and I'm and wondering I if really believe. Well, I'm wondering if the pill has had things to do with like like IVF and things like having yeah. to go down that because they've just like suppressed the uterus for so long. Like the uterus has had to yeah. live on this fake pill for so long, and I'm just like, has there been links to that? That's something I might look into. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's the thing. I mean, even with IVF and stuff like that, they often downregulate and suppress things and then boost things back up to you know produce eggs and all that sort of thing which I mean you know has its place there's a lot of people that need to do IVF for good reason you know like there's lots of different things that happen and it's obviously great to help in the process but you know like it's not a normal thing for our body to go through um but obviously if need be then it's there and it does serve a purpose definitely the pill like it can prevent pregnancies and things like that but I honestly just think that it's an easy option and you know as you said like young girls know their cycles and can be more in tune with their bodies and you know it takes five years for a young girl to get a normal cycle going on and in that time it can be painful and sporadic and heavy and all the rest you know like I was I was that girl at 12 years old where I got off the floor and (laughs) there was blood all over the back of my dress and it was mortifying like I had a boy that tormented me for months after that, even if it was mortifying enough, you know, I, I just rode my bike home in tears with my cardio behind <laughs> around my waist and just, it was just devastating. And I will never forget that. It's life's most embarrassing moments, especially as a girl that age. But, and I was continuously paranoid right through my school life, even though I went to a girl's school and, you know, there were more, but it made me quite scared with going into exams because one, one day I was doing my, school set English exam and I ran out vomiting you know and I had my headmistress at school at the time not believe me she was saying I was trying to get out of exams and I'm like yeah I just pulled that on for free you know like really yeah 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 and it just wasn't acknowledged like you said it's there's like you mentioned fertility miscarriage all that kind of topic is is kind of like people don't want to talk about it because it's it's very sensitive and it's 
it's, it's a delicate thing but it's like it's like women are like they need it because we're so there's so many of us and you know you wouldn't all be here without us it's like it's you know we're birthing exactly. you out and obviously the man plays a part but it's just that's why yeah, like I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about miscarriage I'm not afraid to talk about the things that others won't talk about because it needs to be because I you know yeah. there was a, there was a bit of time where I felt a little a bit alone you know when I first had the miscarriage but I found that when I, world, I reached out and spoke about it more people yeah. re- reached out to me the world needs people like you because the more people that express these things and you know like it's it's part of the healing process and like honestly we need all the help we can get from that sort of thing I really believe it you know I just love being able to you know be a safe space for women to talk about fertility you know wherever they're at because if they can release it by talking about it and then while I'm massaging that form of release as well it's just you know far better out than in you know like you know we've still got to move on with life and hopefully go on to have children and and what we want out of life but you know we don't want those sort of things holding us back either you know yeah yeah so if anyone would like to come for a massage with you, can you let them know where you are and where you are service-based? Yeah, absolutely. I work from home. I'm pretty lucky because it works around my three boys um, who are teenagers at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm in Half Moon Bay in Auckland. Um, I actually come down to Hamilton once a month. I've been doing that for nearly a year and it's been really great because I have a lot of people traveling up from all over the country Um so if I can help people where I'm at, I often help people down in Telfo because I've got a we've got a family batch down there as well, and I've got a table down there. So I do try to help people out wherever I am, because obviously I am the only person that does this particular technique. So um, it's just nice to be able to help where I can um, and whom I can. Um, but I am quite flexible too. Like if people are from out of town, I'm generally quite, you know contactable so I've got a website which is bloommassage.co.nz and it's got a lot of my testimonials and stuff on there I've had over 500 women that I know of fall pregnant from the massage technique that I do and obviously everyone's got a different fertility journey going on but amazing to be able to help wherever they're at in that journey and um, I've got insta which is bloom fertility massage and I've got facebook which is bloom massage therapy pip lodge I think it is yeah and um yeah so I've got all my success stories and things on there so and definitely contact me if you'd like to just chat about it before you make that decision as well more than happy to do that I'm definitely one of the clients that gives an amazing review because I was like I would try I was wanting to go for everything after I had the miscarriage I was like I'm gonna try everything I'm gonna go for massages and facials and going for that was like I just I knew something had shifted in, in my womb space you know, like I released a little bit of that, that grief, like it, it was the grief kind of felt like it wasn't overpowering me anymore. Like it wasn't like the, it didn't feel like a heavy cloud over my head. Like, yeah, I feel well, like it's, it, it's pretty amazing yeah. sometimes that, you know, I almost see that light go on and, and, and my clients, you know, like they come in gray with pain sometimes and, you know, they're not living their best life when they're like that and then they walk out and they're so free and light and the light goes on in their eyes and it's just so amazing to see that transformation and I mean your reaction as I said with the massage was phenomenal you know like you're really you know really in touch with that healing process and that's awesome you know like it's so cool to see you know 
and what you're doing is great too what you're offering so I think you know if we can connect and like help each other through these things oh gosh it's just yeah you know it can be serve us so much better in the long run yeah you know? and well, the other thing as well, anyone who's listening who has had a miscarriage and doesn't need to be recent, it can be any time in your life. You know, this isn't about a recent thing. I've set up a Facebook group, The Way of the Womb, so I can put that in the show notes, but I'm going to get Pip to come on and do a live and maybe just do a couple of like posts in there over the next few months to help women because a lot of them are in New Zealand. So if you are, you don't have to be in New Zealand to join the group. I'm just offering it to people who've had a miscarriage because I feel like those groups need to be really out there, especially for the spiritual support that I offer as well. So I'm going to be bringing Pip into the 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 way of the womb group and hopefully be doing some other like think collaborations, I think, because I think we've got loads of uh, collaboration ideas for us both to help women with fertility and miscarriage. Definitely. That's been amazing coming on. Thank you. Yeah, I've loved it. And again, Pip gave you all of her links. I'll put them in the show notes, guys. And if you want to book in a massage with Pip, give her a call, a text message to, you know, ask questions. She's so knowledgeable and she'll respond without anything you need. I was definitely just wanting to book in because of what I'd went through, but she's really approachable and obviously kind and caring. So give her a text. And if you are in Waikato or Auckland that's where she's based but yeah I'll put all the links in the show notes and I've loved talking to you today Pip and I'll definitely be seeing you soon awesome thank you for having me you're welcome take care guys if you've enjoyed this uh this interview please leave a five-star review it really helps it really really does help and share it with your friends family who've had miscarriage who have had fertility issues you know pregnancy wins you know someone who would love to listen to this episode and if any questions about this episode please reach out and we'll speak to you all soon bye guys I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.